Okay. It's Christmas! Hello, 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 hello with me in the studio on this fantastic Christmas festive bumper edition of the Dookie Radio Show, Sylvia Silversmith. Merry Christmas, everyone. And Marsha MacDonald. Yeah, happy uh, festive whatever, peeps. That sounds incredibly enthusiastic about all things holiday related. Doesn't it just? All things Christmas themed. Doesn't it? She's no Scrooge there, Dookie. She's no Scrooge. Clearly not. No bar or humbug noises coming from this part of the world. Yeah, I don't care enough to do bar humbug. Really? I I mean, I don't dislike it. I'm just like, you know, whatever. 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 Fair enough. I do like that tort thing that Sylv made, though. That is sublime. That is pure Delia Smith and has absolutely nothing to do with me. I mean, that's truly a, a Christmas miracle. Yeah, I think it's. A, I think it has something to do with you. Well, I just follow the recipe. It's very simple. It's very simple indeed. You just mix some. You just melt your chocolate with your sugar and your rum, and then mix it in with some whippy cream and stick it in the fridge. It's the fact that it's made with love that makes it wonderful. I guess I did make it with a bit of love, and I think the rum is probably more important there. I don't even like rum that much, but that tort is really nice. Rum and chocolate together in yeah. the form of the tort alliance. Yeah. A thing of beauty. So, Dookie... And a are... Keats reference forever. Yeah. Uh, what are we talking about? Well, this is a, a special bumper edition. What does bumper edition actually mean? I don't know, Dookie. Where did that phrase come from? Bumper. Indeed. Because I think of that as a car bumper. You would think so, yes. But you only ever hear, hear that in, in fall, um, sorry, prefacing the word edition. Yes. Unless you're talking about a car part. Yes. This really isn't a car-themed episode in any way. Like, you never hear, you, you know what's another word that you never hear except when it's coupled with another word? It's the word pate. Pate. And the only time you hear that is when it's prefaced by the word bald. So his bald pate. Mm. So because whoever says, oh, you know, he had a sexy pate. Or he had a shiny pate. You never hear that. Would somebody say sexy pate, really? Well, no, exactly. You only ever hear it after the word bald. So like with the word bumper, you only, unless you're talking about a car, you only ever hear it when it's prefacing the word edition. Yes. This is still... And this is apparently a bumper edition. Certainly, yes. yes. Meaning all, loads of stuff. All for our North American listeners, yes. a Fender edition. Jesus, I don't even get that. A Fender edition. Bumper, Fender. Oh, it, Fender. It, oh, sorry. You, Dookie, you want to know what that is. I have been hanging around you for so long really? that guess what my first thought was? 
Fender guitars yes, and Yeah, that's how long that I've been hanging around you now. Because <laughs> you have seeped into my consciousness. Oh, poor you. See, yeah, no, I thought bumper. You know, like when you see people riding around on, on uh, bicycles and they don't have a fender on the back and like it's raining and then like the rain, the, like the muddy rain from the, the road goes all up their ass crack. So what, what they do, mm. like you mm. see, don't you see these people? Tell me more. Like, you know, mm. and then they must get to work, like, cause they're obviously going to work. Right. Mm. And, and they must get there with like, you know, I try to keep it above the waist, but you can't help but noticing that they, they have a big brown wet streak going right up their pants, you know, their Trousers. butt crack. Yeah. Because they didn't have, you called because it they a didn't bumper. Have a fender. I call it a mud guard. Okay. Yeah. Have you ever noticed that? Yes. And you're like, well, why not just get a fender? I mean, unless you're doing the Tour de France where like every gram is like, you know, every gram, it, it counts, right? They don't want any extra weight. But and if not just the EPO being taken. Well, exactly. But if you're going to work. There are other performance enhancing drugs. Yeah, exactly. It, it, you know, wh- why not just stick one on? I mean, how much does it weigh? Like five grams? You know what? It's a good point. Yeah, that always, and then they got it all going up their back, and it looks like they've just had kind of a dicey burrito. You know what I mean? Ooh, dicey. (laughs) Dicey. In this Mudguard edition of the Dookie Radio Show, we are going to be exploring, delving into the highlights and, yes, indeed, crylights of the last year. Dookie, the question is, is which one are we starting with? In no particular order. Yes. And in a way, this first one, which I feel duty-bound to start with, is a highlight for everyone apart from Marsha. And that has to be, without a doubt, right, said Fred. A highlight for everybody else, but a crylight for Marsha McDonald. Yeah, I'd say that comes under both headings. I can see that. I mean, I mean, it, you know, it it is down to right said Fred that uh, brought me one of the best compliments I've ever had, which is, uh, let me just make sure I got it straight in my head. Uh, you're a star, even when stinking of booze, fags, and other people's piss. I mean, that how I mean that's probably the best compliment I've ever had in my life. I mean, I nearly had it put on a business card. I suppose whatever the inverse of having a fly in the ointment, that is how that compliment yeah, reads yeah. with your good sex. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's it's it made my day. And I haven't been going back to to Fred's. Uh mostly because I couldn't be uh as you Brits say, uh asked. Um Is that true? I understand that there have been schedule conflicts. Yeah, and, and I've had a lot of work on, so I haven't been able to go a lot. Well, you know, there's some days when I was able to go and I thought, you know, I could go. But then, you know, I don't think they like me. So, you know. Have you only just come to this realization I, now? I did get a birth. No, I mean, we, t- you know, they don't like me. I mean, it's clear. I did get a birthday greeting from uh, uh, Babs, though, which was, which you know, was kind of weird. So this was last month. Yeah. You are a Scorpio. I, I am indeed. For if, those people in the know. If you believe in that crap. Right. Yeah. And 
because it's been quite a while since you've been there. Yeah. That's, you know, months and months. In fact, did summer feature at all in no. Right Said Fred? No. So you, Marsha, you have been gone, but definitely not forgotten. Yeah, by Babs. I mean, you know, I haven't been kindly about her. And and she did say in, in my, my B-Day message, she she did say, oh, come back to, to Right Said Fred. And I was like, oh, okay. Well, they don't, you know, they don't hate me. And and then um, uh, one of the other people who I, I really like in, in the group, she messaged me kind of separately and said, uh, you know, to say hi. And I was like, okay. They don't, I don't know why they seem to hate me when I'm there. I mean, maybe I'm just a more likable person uh, over Facebook. Absence makes the heart grow fonder. Yeah, maybe. Babs. We called her Babs because she showed up on the very first group meeting with her baby. Oh, yes. Yes, 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 and yes. A, and a very cute baby it was. Yes. It was just, oh, wow, there's a baby here. Ah, uh, it's, it's been such a long while that the yeah. cast of characters are starting to bleed into each other. Yeah, and then Bitchface was the one yes. who didn't speak to anybody. And she was particularly unkindly towards myself. And she had that fucked up story where yeah. the protagonist was waiting to have an operation. Yeah. You asked about the operation. Yeah, yeah. And then she gave you the cold shoulder yeah, and seemed yeah. deeply concerned as to why you would care yeah. that the fucking main character in this story is, yeah. you know doing all the stuff around the Barbican yeah. on the eve of an operation. What the hell is the operation? What's the operation? Mm. Oh, well, well, and she was like, well, it doesn't matter. Oh, and Babs is also, so that's bitch face, but Babs is also the one who's obsessed with food. So like every day, and, and should I just give you kind of an update? So you need to know one thing that's happening with Right Said Fred, because I'm still in on all the emails. So the thing that did kind of make me chuckle was when Fred sent round the timetable for like filling your name for when you want to be critiqued, right? Mm. He had uh, numbers one, two, and three. So for three people to be critiqued. So you put your name down. So say you put Marsha, Babs, and Bitchface, right? To be critiqued on, say, the 23rd of November. Mm. But then he also left a space for who's going to be milk monitor. No. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. And you've denied yourself this pleasure. Like how much more like school? Like I don't even know what a milk monitor. Do you know what a milk monitor does? I was a milk monitor myself. Oh, bless you. So what did you do? I monitored the milk. I'm not being patronizing. It's an issue of ensuring that milk levels were kept consistent, that we were never without. Self. Like, back me up on this. Like, because where we went to school, right? You had, like, little mini milk cartons. Oh, yes. You had little mini ones. Like, you'd take a normal milk carton, but you just miniaturize it. Right. So then everybody gets a milk carton. Oh, you were using UHT milk. No, like, like refrigerated milk. But, you know, can you picture a milk carton, like, where they put the pictures of the missing kids on? That's quite a, a North American thing. You don't yes, see that you, here. You, know, you don't really see that here. No. So, but you know what they look like. Yeah. So, And they became famous because for some reason they'd put pictures of missing children on them. Indeed. Although there's a Blur video, uh, the song Yeah, like is, Oh, yeah, like the Blur video. It's yeah. the same thought. Is, is it Milk and Cigarettes? Yes. And uh, 
Graham Coxon's yes. face appears it's, on a milk carton. So what we had in school was mm. a milk carton that's that same size. So like, because for kids. Uh, so in right in right said Fred Club, I mm. guess they went from they went from does Fred have any milk in his in his fridge, just in case somebody wants tea to. Somebody has to monitor the milk. And you had to put your name down for this. Right. And I'm like, I'm not five. Okay? There's a name for the... So every time I thought, you know, I'll just go back. You know, I'll go back. Uh, then I see the, the milk monitor and I think, yeah, yeah, I don't know. There's not enough vodka in the world. And, and a lot of new people have joined. So there's a lot of names. Mm. I know the guy who's still going is the guy who said, well, I'm sure we all speak basic Chinese. Oh, that yeah, like Yeah, band. he's like a regular, mm. but from what I can tell. But I've just realized something. Had you decided to deal with the whole milk infused glories of the Blue. writing group yeah you could have brought along some of your rogue vodka yeah had it with milk boom white russian <laughs> that's not a bad yeah see that's actually a good idea because i was i don't drink milk so i i don't you know, no, that makes me sound like I'm a vegan or something. I'm not. I, I just don't put milk in, in my coffee, right? Mm. I just, you know, I just don't drink milk. So it's like, well, do I have to bring it even though I don't have it? And then, yeah, okay, so, yeah. But if I was going to make r white Russians, I'd probably do it with cream. Right. You can do white Russians with milk, though, can't you? I used to make white Russians when I was a teenager. Yes. Because it was the only kind of alcohol that was palatable to me. <laughs> right. So, so you know, Kahlua, there are other coffee liqueurs. Mm. Um, and cream is like drinking, like, Swiss Miss. What's, uh, what is Swiss Miss? Yeah, uh, uh, cocoa, uh, what do you call it? Hot chocolate? Right. Yeah, have you <laughs> we're having a total cultural yeah, thing is... here. <laughs> have you never had Swiss? Uh, do you call them pavements here? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think we need to ask Sylv to say Swiss Miss again. A Swiss Miss. A Swiss Miss. So it's a very good children's alcohol. Right. To to have a white Russian. And I was doing that before the Big Lebowski, so I feel like a trendsetter. Indeed. So you were the dudette before the dude. I was the dudette. I mean, uh, bearing in mind I wasn't 12, you know, I was like 17. But, right. But still, it was. S still underage. For those people not in the know, Wright Said Fred yes. follows the trials and tribulations of Marsha McDonald's involvement with a writing group coordinated by a person named Fred. It was Hence, Wright Said Fred. Yeah, and, and Fred is basically little Lord Fauntleroy. Yes. Yeah, I mean, he's practically in a velvet suit with a lace collar. This, this guy's from another era. And he resembles Boris Johnson. Yeah, in many, many ways. Right. I, I, yeah. I, and, and A fellow Etonian as well. Yeah, exactly. And yeah, so, and when he came to critique my first thing that I submitted, he, you know, he basically took a great big diary of shit all over mm. it. So, he uh, let fly. Yeah, he yeah. took down his pants and he let fly, baby. So, yeah, that was, uh, I guess, uh, a highlight and a cry light. 
it was definitely a highlight for us the experiences that you had just getting to the writing group which all of them have been based at fred's flat in the heart of sloan square yeah and just the stories about yourself trying to oh get, yeah get your vodka <laughs> and or whatever tipple i had to do a lot of you because uh, i'm american was so, an amazing thing yeah i mean i can't be seen to be drinking in public on my own because that's just you know been ingrained in me that that's wrong so i did manage to so a highlight to that I, I did manage to actually drink a small bottle of Prosecco on a train on my own out in the open without decanting it. So I was pretty proud of that. That's like the highlight of my year. Oh, you had it in the bottle. You having it. Yeah, yeah. You no. just opened it up. Yeah, yeah. And I just thought, you know what? I've had a rough week. Fuck it. If people think I'm an alcoholic, well, there's really nothing I can do about that. With Prosecco, you'd be a reasonably high class uh, alcoholic. Well, exactly. Mm. And, and the place where I bought it, they offered me a cup because it was in the train station. So, you know, it was pretty civilized. I love the sound of bubbly on plastic. Yeah, well, y yeah. Yeah, I don't know what to do with that piece of information. Where, yeah. where does Epicurean start and alcoholic begin? Dookie, this is a question I've pondered quite a lot because I happened to meet one of your friends. And I thought, now there's a very fine line between quenophile mm. and raging alky. Mm. I mean, this is a man who, I mean, he has a cellar. Even though he lives in a, in a, what floor is his apartment on? It's on the... Second floor? Fourth floor. Okay. So he has a cellar. Mm, a masonette on the fourth floor. Okay. So a masonette. And he has a cellar. He does and have he a cellar. he has a cellar. Yes. And I thought, you know, how do you have a cellar if you have an apartment? It's on a virtual cellar. It's kind of an understairs Harry Potter kind of thing. It's a Harry Potter yeah. cellar. But he calls it a cellar. Yes. For all intents and purposes, it operates as his vino cellar. This is a man. Mm. I, and he does know a lot about alcohol. Like a lot. It has become his business. He is a... Yes. But he's a also a man who drank so much one night that he went a shade of green that I have never seen a human being turn in my life. Mm. And he... Went to bed, mm. and I thought, okay, well, we're wrapping up here, and we're all going to go home. But his wife said, no, 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 don't go. And in about 10 minutes, he came back, restored to a pinky hue, mm. and said to us, I know what I need to do. I need to switch from red to white. And so he duly did. Wow, that is drinking. And That's drinking. And that was only at the quarter of the way through that particular evening. Wow. It was the colour change to his wide intake that he needed. That's, I mean, and, you know, we were drinking some, I I mean, I have no palate, but that, I mean, apparently we were drinking some really highfalutin stuff. I believe in uh, using technical terminology, it is known as the good shit. Oh, the good shit. Yes. Oh, is that what mm. quenophiles call it? Wet. We so that did make me think. Now, where does Winifile stop and raging alcoholic needs to go to rehab begin? I think if you're drinking the good stuff and uh, 
you come from a certain background, you can get away with alcoholic murder. Yes, yeah, so maybe I shouldn't have felt bad about drinking. I mean, it was a mini bottle of Prosecco. Mm. Like if you, you were like something you get on a plane. And but, it, you know, it was tough for me to, to bust out that bad boy when I'm on my own on the train. But nobody cared. I don't think they cared. I don't care that they, whether they care. The flip side to that is if you were in the middle of a park and knocking back a, a 2.5 litre bottle of Old English cider. I guess that's where you got a little problem starts. Yes. But then again, if you're living in a park, mm. you got bigger. Pro- that's a pretty big problem. Where does an enjoyment for the outdoors start <laughs> and being homeless that begin? That might be more of an easy distinction to make. Uh, Sylvia went out to lunch with a friend last week and got completely wasted off of one glass of wine. I did, Dookie. It was a stressful meeting, I understand. I got wasted. Mm. One glass, a small, a small glass of Pinot Grigio. You clearly hadn't consumed a lot of food beforehand. No, I mean, I had risotto. I mean, I was hammered. Wait, you had risotto before the wine? Well, during. Mm, But an empty stomach prior to that. Yes, I suppose so. Still. A new world wine? I got home at four. I was absolutely wasted. I had to have a nap. Well, you got home at 4 a.m.? No, no, four in the afternoon. So you were totally pissed at four in the afternoon. I was hammered. Listeners always ate something in the evening somewhere. My grandfather would so not approve. Right. That Methodist upbringing just... Oh, it's a killer, Dookie. A killer. You cannot shift it. One small glass of wine. But I did need it. I did need it. It was. You said it was a difficult meeting. I had. I was with somebody who's really not very much. Fun. Right. Yes. I'm sorry. Yes. It, so that's one of my cry lights from the last week or so. How was the risotto? It was very bland. Oh dear. Yes. So dodgy meeting, iffy food. Yes. How's the wine? The wine was actually really nice. Oh, so at least there's that. It slipped down a little bit too easily. A highlight that I certainly hold very dear to my chest my heart yes all of those organs which are important and keep me alive and happy and healthy without a doubt yes meeting leon towers (gasps) at house of hugo just a couple of months ago oh dookie on the south coast yeah the dog guy near brighton yes the dog guy he looks like a nordic viking he certainly does i like that I like that. It's a good look. A lovely, lovely man. And also the first time on the Dukey radio show where we've had on air, for want of a much better phrase, tears. He he opened oh, up. He was very generous with his so emotions. Scrummy. And we went really, really deep. It's so scrummy, Dukey. And you know what made that even better is that you've been trying to bag him for an interview for quite some considerable time. Yes. And that just, and not because he didn't want to come on the show, just because it was just, you know, difficult to try to get a hold of him. Yes. And, but he was so happy to be on the show once you finally caught him. Oh, an absolutely delightful guest. He's so scrumptious. And we've shared the odd text here and there since... <gasps> And he just started filming his forthcoming television program. And there are all sorts of exciting developments, even bigger than those that we explored um, during our banter a couple of months ago. I think his show is going to be fabulous. And I know for a fact that your dog, Molly, 
is going to stay at his uh, doggy watching establishment next month. Yes, Molly is going to return mm. to House of Hugo in tandem with the interview that I did with Leon. Molly, the sprawly, the dookie radio show dog, was also being assessed for yes. House of Hugo worthiness. Yes. She passed with flying colours. She did. And she will be returning to House of Hugo as a guest to the <gasps> boutique dog hotel in late January. I can't wait. I'm looking forward to You know what makes returning. her the luckiest dog on earth? I'm actually jealous of your dog because she gets to stay with Richard who works there. Oh, he's a and lovely he's man. Fabulous. Yes. And I love him dearly. Yes, yes, yes. And the lovely Mia, who I do believe like checks on the dog throughout the night. Yes. And she's wonderful. She's absolutely And I love her and she's fantastic. scrumptious too. Mm. There it's just a barrel of scrumptiousness there. And I look forward to catching up with lovely Leon. I think we'll have a cup of tea. I know that he's filming most days, so it will be a flying visit with a very brisk cup of tea. Yeah. I think about him when I'm in the gym. Because I was in the gym yesterday and mm. I was thinking about Leon. I was thinking, he's got really good triceps and biceps. He does. And I'd quite like to have a piece of that action. I mean, not like the Leon, but like I'd like to have that same sculpted look that he has. Yes. He's very wonderful. This is true. Yes. <laughs> Done with those mugs. To a mere pedestrian or uninitiated local, Penge may appear to be an unremarkable suburb of London. Neither city nor country, neither posh nor destitute. But in this quiet enclave in the southeastern quarter of our nation's capital is an Art Deco semi-detached house owned and occupied by a North American transplant to Blighty named Slutty Sue. She likes to clean. I popped into Slutty Sue's pristine abode and asked, Slutty Sue, what have you been up to? So this festive season, Dookie, I like to help my local vicar with his baking. He's been making a lot of Pies, you know, like the sweet pies, like cheesecake and cherry pies. And one of them, it needs a cookie crumb crust. So lately I've been helping my vicar bash his biscuits. It's gotten his kitchen all dirty. Mm. Off the back of Edinburgh Fringe, yes, we were able to reach out and to invite the uber talent that is Bryony Redman into the Dukey Radio Show studios. She's very wonderful, and her show at Edinburgh Fringe was called Theory of Positivity, and. I know it's a dodgy link, but she oozes positivity. I was just going to say her show was 
one thing this year that made me happy. Mm. That was an hour of happiness. Yes. She's just wonderful. And and you said she, I sadly didn't have the privilege of meeting her, but you said she was a lovely person too. Yes. And she got on very well with Molly, the Dookie radio show dog. Even better. In fact, she tweeted something along the lines of, if she could have, she would have kidnapped the dog. (gasps) Well, we love because her Because they even did more. bond. They bonded. Is your dog like your litmus test for people? Yes. I also appreciate that not everyone gets on with dogs. Yeah. So I'm not going to... Because I'm not that bothered. Mm. But she likes you, Marsha. Yeah, she's all right. Mm. She's all right. You know, whatever. You've had guests on, though, that weren't particularly into dogs. Yes. But who were still great people, right? Yeah, there was that chap from Austria, politician, had a weird tash. He was... Yes, he was into dogs, and that makes me sad. Yes. I hate it when people, like, don't, like, that are really horrible people really like dogs. I really don't like that. Mm. That bothers me. It's kind of weird that in a lot of... um, 50s and 1960s films you see the baddies the you know the evil person who wants to take over the planet let alone you know the galaxy uh, brandishing a, a really freaky looking cat but dogs don't feature very often would you want to have an evil dog though I think cats lend themselves more to looking evil. And that's not, you know, don't send me death threats, please. Um, It's just, I like cats a lot. We love cats on the Dookie Radio Show. I do really like cats a lot. Yes. I just don't speak fluent cat the way I speak fluent dog. Um, It's just that they, maybe they're just better actors. Indeed, to be fair, I think lower maintenance. Dogs are more looking to please yes whereas cats have that look of i could get it's your job to please me mm. so it lends itself more to being the pet of an evil dictator i suppose one lovely guest who made it clear in the most diplomatic and respectful of ways who made it clear that she was not great with dogs uh, pippa evans last year uh, in january yeah, see, some people just don't speak dog mm. and that's okay and then em- embarrassingly Molly, oh yeah, yeah, floated a couple of air biscuits, and uh, Jesus man, yes. So That's poor Pippa tough. is not only a dog fan, but she's been subjected to Molly's farts. Yeah, see, I, I'm and with she's her. not a very farty dog, but was yeah, that particular morning? Oh yeah, dear, that's great. That that was not nice. Did you have Irene's boyfriend on again a couple of weeks ago? Bruce Thomas has been on the Dookie Radio Show not once. But twice in 2017. Is that because Irene, what does she call him? The sexy sexiness. Yes, she quite loves his flaxen hair. Oh, yeah, his flaxen. Mm. And didn't he have another sexy sexy guy with him this time? Yes, he visited the Dookie Radio Show studios earlier in the year on his own, in which we talked about his latest book on the philosophies of Bruce Lee. And on the last two-part Dookie radio show last month, he and his recent uh, partner in musical crime, Spencer Brown, were both here together. Ah, right. That's a good name, Spencer. I like that. Yes. Yeah, that's a good name. And we gambled. We shared all kinds of banter. And the two episodes are very, very interesting because they're equal parts 
playful. There are dark moments. We get analytical about music. And it's a very silly yet intense interplay between the three of us. I think the fact that I now know Bruce very well and we're mates means that we have a certain synergy. And although I only met Spencer for the first time the day that we did the interview, the fact that he and Bruce are very, very, very close meant that uh, we had the, the recipe for a really exciting Dookie radio show. You had the recipe for a really exciting well, two, romance. Two of them. Well, indeed. Uh, Irene's Dookie. very, very keen on the sexy sexiness. That is both. No, I meant I meant bromance. I meant right. with the three of you. Oh, yes. Sorry. Yes. But I was also going to say that I would be a little careful with Irene because what you have there is the recipe for like a single white bassist kind of scenario oh. there, mm. you know? Yeah. I'd be a little careful. She'll turn up somewhere with weird hair, a hat, and specs. No, I'd like to see her in the big glasses mustache combo. Oh. You know, behind with a hole cut in a newspaper that she's sitting on a park bench. Oh, so yours is more of a, yeah. a, a covert. Yeah, uh, although not so covert. Really. In my own head, she was doing, well, single white female. Where, like Single white basis. Yeah. Uh, Jennifer Jason Lee. When she oh, makes herself it. look just like Bridget Fonda. Well, yes. I. Oh, okay. So, oh, I see where you're going. So mm. Irene could try so, to, look to look like... Like, like me. Yeah. Yes, it could be. It could be. Mm. I would be very careful. Very yeah. careful indeed. I'm going to keep my hats and specs, not to mention my bases, under close... I would. Uh, security watch scrutiny i would add word here. So, Dookie, you've had some illustrious guests this year. This is very, very true. your highlights... Very highlighty. And also, there have been a lot of exciting outings away from the Dookie radio show. Oh, Dookie. we've been able to enjoy. Dookie, we've just bored Marcia to death with that. Yes. Uh, is this this thing you guys went on? The location? London. The attraction, and it's not Bruce Thomas this time, Mail Rail. Wasn't it fabulous? Absolutely incredible. Fabuloso. So much fun. It's... What it, do you do, go on a toy train? No. It, it did... To be fair to her, though, yes. Dookie, it did feel a bit like a toy train. It does involve a train journey. It involves travelling on the now defunct yes. mail rail network, which is based in the Clerkenwell area, Farringdon. And on paper... It does not read very well. No. But it is genuinely a journey through time. It is beautifully done. And how did I know that you would like it though? Because I read about it in the timeout mm. and I thought, ah, oh, that's what to get Dookie for an early Christmas present. Yes. And because I just read, oh, you can ride on what is the now, as you say, defunct uh train that used to take the letters uh from post office to post office mm. underground yes so it's a teeny tiny train very small it's teeny tiny mm. in fact we had to move because one lady didn't fit that's right and she was no by no means a big lady mm. she was just a normal sized lady and then you and i were squidged up big time yes that's how small it is the trains have been converted from those Units that were designed just to move post. Yes. So you know, these are a fraction of the size of the rail trains that you're probably thinking of when you think about London Underground yes. or underground systems around the globe. 
and it's absolutely brilliant. I mean, obviously, for you know some seventy years, this service was the the artery for communication in the UK, and you could only have access to it if you were working for Royal Mail. And it was an absolute honour, an absolute privilege to do it. I thoroughly enjoyed it. And and also there's a great CAF, which is based just outside of the the attraction. Self said that they had a good AV. AV, sorry. A good AV. Oh, audiovisual accompaniment. Yeah. Oh, it's absolutely incredible. You stop at uh, some of the, the, well, what are still operational post offices and um and they recreate what it looked like through amazing video images and sound reinforcement and you really feel that you know you're in 1940s wartime london it was super cool Mm. i have to say that if you're gonna go i think because i've had a really hard time finding a slot because you have to book the slot and i found it really hard because it sold out like crazy Mm. um so, and I don't know if it's going beyond January, but if you are going to go with mailrail.com. And I thought the greatest thing was, was I thought that we were just going to go for the ride. And then, you know, who cares about the exhibition? I was just like, oh, okay, well, the ride will be over at 2.30. So you and I can go have coffee by three. We didn't get out of there until like four because the exhibition was amazing too. Highly interactive. We got to sort mail, <laughs> like on a moving train. Yes. Like they used to have to do. Yes. Like you had to be going chugga 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 Both chugga first chugga. And second class. Yeah, it was amazing. Post. And they had dress up clothes and everything. Yes. Like your kids were loving it. And then there was a lot of men of a certain age who were loving the trains quite a lot. Yes. Uh, a lot of train spotters. Yes. Intrigued by. But it was cool. What, what were largely electric battery operated yes. units going back you know decades and decades long before priuses it was amazing were gracing our streets i had a lovely afternoon that day dookie it was great and also i felt like a little kid i in any situation whereby i was able to put on the various uniforms that people would have worn i would have done it and i put on helmets i behaved like a helmet and i felt like a little kid it was wonderful you guys do weird stuff like that okay you kind of sold it to me but you know what you haven't sold to me what was the name of that weird place that has a weird well not a weird place but it has kind of a weird name oh a pilgrimage to wivenhoe we we did an essex pilgrimage yeah i mean who does that to essex Uh, sylvia and myself yes but it's not just essex it's wivenhoe wivenhoe wow what a beautiful little town on the keys. Yes. Oh, so beautiful. An oasis of liberal artsy people just on the outskirts of Colchester. So you guys woke up one day and mm. you both thought, I know, let's go to Wivenhoe. Correct. Well, it was only because I was reading a book and there was these two gentlemen who were partners and they were... Most famous for being friends of the painter Francis Bacon. As well as friends of Dorothy. Yes, they were together for a very long time. Mm. One, of, one of them was put in prison for being gay during the war, uh, which was horrible, horrible, horrible. 
but you know no buts but so that was horrible but then what happened was they were together so long that when it became legal to have civil partnerships here they were among the first to get married oh bring it on so they were together like 70 years and we went i wanted to go see their house mm. which you could still see on the key which is a beautiful house yes so that's why we went oh, that's a good all right that's a good reason and then we carried on our pilgrimage further east into essex along the estuary to Grayson Perry's A House for Essex. Is that the guy that dresses up like a girl? He has an alter ego named Claire. Okay. Yeah, you know, I didn't mean anything by that. Hmm. It's just he's got an alter ego. And okay. He... I like you know, I like the way he dresses cuz hmm. cuz I guess Sylve said that he gets his dresses made by students of the London College of Fashion. That's right. They, they do make mm. his dresses for him, and they are oh, amazing. I mean, they're works of art in themselves. And he designed this house that looks like fairy tale land. Yeah, those pictures were pretty amazing. Yes. I mean, it's tile like the tiles alone on the outside. Weren't they of some lady? Yes, I believe her surname is Black. Uh, it's semi-autobiographical from Grayson Perry's point of view, but his story is told through this fictitious woman and it follows her life from one part of Essex to another and it involves her demise, which is slightly humorous in a way. She gets killed by uh, a person on a scooter delivering fast food. Oh, I forgot about that. Mm. The house is amazing. I mean, it just it it just comes out. I mean, you've never seen anything like it. And you can go stay there. It's just that it costs a lot. Of money. Yes. I mean, if you can get like ten friends together mm. and you all decide to go stay, because there's enough room, I think, in this house to rent it out for the weekend. You can do that, but it it, it does cost like fifteen hundred pounds for the yes. weekend. It's really expensive. And uh, Molly, it's amazing the, to go see. Yes, Molly the Sprolly joined us on this pilgrimage. Incidentally, I had a lovely day that day too. And uh, and she was most impressed by the Essex house. She answered some p mail there. She usually answers P-mail. Mm. But this was Essex P-mail. Uh, I don't know what that means. What is that? E Where e she takes a waz? E yes. Okay. E you need not worry about it. All right. And we carried on. We carried on our Essex pilgrimage to Harwich, which is where friend of the Dookie Radio Show, Ben Wood, is from. Benny Woo-Woo. Benny Woo-Woo. And uh, we were able to see the actual boat that rocked. Yes. <laughs> and uh, to say that uh, Sylvia Silversmith was less than impressed by Harwich means that we should have spent more time there. Sunset had already made its presence known. Yes. And she wasn't really able to fully absorb the glories of the place. I felt like about Harwich the way I feel about Cleveland. Which one? Cleveland, England? Ohio. Oh, Yes. There's a Cleveland in England? Yes. Oh, okay. I didn't know that. Yeah. Um, Yes. Like, where you go and you're like, I know the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame is here. And I'm going to go now. Right. So you, when you went to Cleveland, yeah. you turned up. Yeah. You went to see the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. I didn't go there. Oh, I just right. knew that it was there. So you, you just arrived. Yes. And then you came to the realization that you were indeed in the same conurbation yes. that the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame is located. Yes. And that seemed to be sufficient knowledge sufficient. and experience for you to then move on. Yeah, and then I was 
ready to go. I, I mean, I had breakfast. Right. And then I'm like, I'm good to go. And then what did you do? Decide to drive on to Pittsburgh I or Detroit? I drove on. That is true. Right. I did drive on. I where were you driving I, to? Where did I drive to? Where my next... You know, I just kept driving. What were you... So you... What was this? A tour of the less than, shall we say, aesthetically pleasing cities? I of... was driving from New York to Colorado. Right. So uh, I was going to see family and I thought I fancy a little bit of a drive and right. because I don't like to fly. So I, uh, I just cut down on my flying time from London to New York. Fair enough. And I love New York. So I spent some time there and then I did some driving. Mm. As a person from Ohio. I was waiting I for you to chime in. But in. Yeah, I'm with Sylph. Really? Well, you know. Uh, yeah. This is a state that gave us Chrissy Hind. That's cool. It gave us the Michael Stanley band. I don't know who they are, but all right. It gave us Devo. Okay. Uh, yeah, I, they're a bit before my time. I remember Devo. Right. And With both, the flower pots on their heads. You both seem incredibly impressed by Ohio's yeah. cultural output. You know, don't send me death threats. I mean, I'm from Ohio. I don't want bad things to happen to it. I'm just saying, you know, whatever. I mean, it featured in that really romantic song, Four Dead in Ohio. Yeah, that's not selling it. I mean, yeah, you know, it's fine. You know, the way, I don't know, name a town in England that's fine. Bedford. Okay, is that fine? It's fine. Oh, no, Dookie, it's so not fine. But no, Bedford uh, is not unpleasant. I went, to, I went with some very nice people in Bedford. Mm. Well, yes, okay. It's not, okay, yes. I think Bedford it's fine. Bedford is a very pleasant place. All right, I'll give you it's fine. It's fine. Is it fine? How are you defining fine? Uh, like it's not great. So this is a bit, is this a bit of a North American thing where if it isn't great, wow, man, that's awesome. <laughs> it, it's... And if you just say fine, but it's not terrible. Is that another way of okay, saying so it's, it's a bit shit? It's not Edinburgh, but it's also not Blackburn. Right. Well, it's fine. Blackburn's all right. Have you been to Blackburn? Oh no, yes. I always get it mixed up. Sorry, oh. I always get it mixed up. I haven't been to Blackburn. Sorry, people from Blackburn. Uh, Burnley. I, mean, I went to Burnley once. Right. Oh, Dookie. Dookie, Dookie, Dookie. A very nice kebabery in. Burnley. Yeah, you told me that yes. when I mentioned this to you before. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. What's wrong with Burnley? It's a fiddle. <laughs> I haven't been there in a long time. So are you is this where you say it's the Cleveland of Oh gosh, England? no, it's far worse than Cleveland. My God, don't insult Cleveland. I'm really sorry, people from Burnley. Can I just say when I was working there, I had some really nice people I was working with there. It's just that I was very glad to leave. Right. Okay, so yeah, all right. So, you know, it's not New York, but it's not, you know, Detroit. Are we talking about Harwich now? Uh, yeah, it's <laughs> fine. You know, it's... Is that how Harwich was? Yes, it was fine. Fine. Maybe, maybe a little bit less than fine. Mm. Maybe just a little bit less, Dookie. Clive Owen lives in Harwich. Okay. Is he, he that beefcake guy? Yes. Okay. Um... He nearly appeared in a music video of mine. Did he? He was scheduled to appear in it, and it was just a schedule conflict oh, that okay. uh, prevented it from happening. Okay. With the lovely Benny Woo Woo. 
the, the song 1930s gem i look really shit in the video okay. i was really stressed out also hung over to fuck but that's another it's, story it's not a recipe for looking at your best. no okay. no and uh, it's filmed in an old cinema which oh. in harwich okay. which clive owen is the patron for i see and clive owen was going to appear in the ticket booth ah greeting all of us as we enter the venue to then perform in it suspension of disbelief well you don't need him because you know benny woo woo is is amply yeah, i mean sexy enough and beefcakey enough to you cover up hollywood are, royalty yeah you're just a force of talent so you know you don't need anybody oh, else. it's far too kind. well you are you know anyway Let's cut through the crap. And also, uh, one thing that isn't known, and I can say it now, is uh, Gary Glitter was uh, living anonymously uh, through <laughs> through a placement. <laughs> I should edit this out. He was he was relocated to Harwich. Dookie, um, no, no, wait, out. Dookie, please, yeah. please, because this brings us nicely oh. into some of the cry lights. <laughs> it's so. Are we going to keep my cries for for an edit? Yes. In this. Yes. So, Dookie, <laughs> it's just been the year of the sex past. Yes, it seems as though um, anybody that you have held dear in the world of comedy, in the world of of television acting, in the world of cinema. In the world of Christianity. Yes. Because there is a certain person over here who's known for doing a Christian show. Yes. Who came under fire. Yes. And I don't know whether that was founded or not. And I don't care about that person. But um, isn't isn't Irene singing one of his songs? Yes. Yes. Let's not mention any names. And if people are able to figure that out themselves, that's great. And we applaud your knowledge. I mean, it's... What a bunch of shitbags. But, you know, the thing is, did you care about any of them, really? I, I think you... Oh, okay. You, you cared about one of them. Oh, no. Two. I care about one of them a lot. And and that was like, okay, now, now that's hard. I really, really cared about two. Do I know one of them? One of them is a comedian. Who's, who also had some sitcom. Yes. Okay. Uh, yeah, I know that that got to you because it's like, oh, okay. Uh, he was one of the untouchables, which is a bit weird in yeah, that. Yeah, well, not himself. really. Yeah, okay. And, and I think we share the other one. Yes. Oh, the other one really hurts. I, I, the, I other can't one really hurts. Um, the other one really hurts. The other one really hurts. He spans time. He's a tremendous actor. Yeah. He's a man of certain vintage. Yeah. And and he was doing a oh. really good trans role. Yes. And that that did hurt. It did hurt. Yes. Yeah. Okay. One of them I knew a lot about already because I had inside info. Yeah. Well, you know. You know the thing that I wonder? Yes. And I, I, you know, this is, you know, these people don't need any. Oh, I kind of cared about another one of them. Oh. Because I liked him. Right? And, you know, he's one of the bigger ones that came out. Well, he didn't come out. That was part of the problem, I think. Right. Are yeah, we... I mean, he lived in this country for a while. Oh, this he's the one he's that American. I had uh, inside info on, yes. Okay. Yes. Uh... A, a, a thespian of, you know, 
some incredible talent. Oh, well, who you were talking about? I was talking about the uh, somebody who was uh, in a certain trans role. Oh, no, it's I understood that. Oh, okay. Uh, this okay. person was a man of certain vintage, I was saying. Oh, yes. Okay, so, yes. We're, all right, we're on the same page. Whereas the other one was a bit of a dog walker in South London. Yeah. Uh, in see, the wee yeah, hours. that hurt because I, I did have some time for him because I thought that his morals and ethics, he seemed like a very um, principled person and not, you know, apparently not. Anyway, well, you know what I wonder? Who wrote the book of love? No. I wonder. That's really shit, Dookie. You're, be- you're better than that. Better than that, Dookie. Uh, um, what do you wonder? What are they doing? What do they do now? You know what? Like, not what do they do now? I, you know, who cares? You know, they're all a bunch of shit bags. What, whatever. But it, you know, just it just piques my curiosity. Like, when that, when your career goes from. Like a certain comedian who you were really upset about mm. uh, to find out that he's a scumbag. Uh, I just, you know, he was at the peak. Scumbag or wanker? Well, literally. A wanker who has been a scumbag in his wankitude. Yeah, whatever. I don't care. Uh, I'm not going to distinguish. I mean, if you do that, you're a scumbag. Uh, so he one day, so say like on a Wednesday, right? He's got a new movie coming out. He's got a successful sitcom. He's got a tour happening. He's doing voiceovers. Mm. You know, he is the big deal. Yes, hot to trot. Yeah. And then, say it's on a Wednesday, Mm. that afternoon, Mm. his career is over. Mm. Right? O-V-A. O-V-U-H. Over. Mm. Right? So, then what do you do the next morning? That's a good question. Do you get up? Have a huge wank. Ew. Do you get up? Do you make your coffee? I expect there's a lot of meetings with lawyers. I would imagine so. Yeah, I did think that. But Damage, then I thought, limitation. Yeah, but okay. Trying so, to get a new agent. Yeah, so what is that? A couple of hours out of your day? Then what do you do? Catch up on sleep? Yeah, like literally. I'm not saying what do you do. I'm not saying, you know, don't send me any death threats. I'm not offering any sympathy to these people. I'm just out of curiosity. How do you fill your days? Mm. I think they should all get together and like form a support group. Like they could have it like in a in a community hall somewhere, maybe in, you know, Ohio. I'm not offering any places, but I'm just saying, you know, right. maybe they could get together and they could kind of have a coffee clatch. You know what I mean? Yes. And just, you know, obviously the the big guy, he's going to be like the chairperson. You yes. know, the main one. Yes. You know. The one that likes to walk dogs. No, no. The London. main. No, not him. No, he's vice president. Right. I mean the main guy. Right. I mean the guy who started. Oh, yes. Yeah. yeah. The, the, uh. The Grand Fromage. The Grand yes. Fromage. Yes. Yeah, the one, the catalyst for yeah, seemingly you know, for all of this, this coming guy, to life. Yeah, like, the, you know, he's like a turd on legs, yes. right? So he's like, yeah, he's the president. Uh, Mr. Dog Walker. Sorry, Sylv. I know you don't like horrible people walking dogs, but that's the case. Uh, he's vice 
president. Mm. Uh, your man. And he likes Vice. Ah, your man from the sitcom comedian world. He's what? Treasurer? Yes. And the trans guy, uh, who was the guy who's playing the trans person. Mm. Uh, what? Minute taker? Right. Yes. I'm just, I don't know. I'm divvying it up. I'd imagine he would be quite thorough and very exacting in the way that he would record all of the particulars being discussed at said meeting. And then you get, you know, some other, you know, I I guess there was a guy who conducted an orchestra in New York and it's just hit the fan with him. Mm. And we had your Christian guy over here on this Mm. side of the pond. You know, you could have different chapters. Certainly. These people need, you know, that's what you you know, what do you do? You pick your kids up at school? And then what are the other, all the moms and dads going to... I mean, you can't even go out, right? Because you're going to have people, like, flinging shit at you. I mean, Uber Eats definitely, uh, you know, have been getting, you know, increased orders... I would expect around a lot of deliveries. ...these respective people's residences. It is an interesting question, because it that, that must just be jolting to go from one minute you're riding high, and the next minute you're watching daytime television. Mm. I bet they buy a lot of stuff off of QVC. Yes. Yes. I've been watching a lot of QVC lately, Dookie. Have you been buying anything? No, I've never bought anything off of one so of those So you channels. just enjoy it from an entertainment perspective? No, I don't enjoy it. I find it fascinating. Right. There's one of them that's just, it's not QVC, but it's another channel like that called Create and Craft. And it's for people who like to do crafty things. And you buy all your crafty stuff from there. Right. And it's always people who are sticking bits of paper Onto other bits of paper. Right. Prit stick. Yeah, there's a lot of gluing and cutting. Prit stick. And it costs hundreds. Mm. Like, literally. Because mm. you could buy all the machines that cut the paper for you. You know, there's 200 right there. And then you buy packs of paper, and there's another 50. I mean, it just fascinates me. I wonder whether or not some of these people that we have been discussing are finally able to watch the west wing from beginning to end because they missed it the first time round. yeah i guess it's time to catch up binge on your watch box set mm. i guess yeah i guess that's what you do i just find it you know it just added pure human curiosity like how does that work in the uk yeah about five or so years ago Justin Lee Collins. I loved him, Experienced. Oh, I loved him. A a, a similar career change, shall we say. Dookie, Mm. can I just say, Mm. I loved him so much that I remember where I was when I read the newspaper article Mm. detailing what he was guilty of. Mm. And I was on a train and I nearly said to the complete stranger sitting next to me, oh my God, can you believe this? He just came across as just a great big cuddle bunny. Super likable. Mm. And then it mm. turns out he's tormenting his girlfriend. Yeah. So, yes, what, what does he do? I walked past him about a year or so ago. He was, was he on his way. tormenting anyone? Uh, no, he gave me... I was wearing a Russian coat. Ah. A Russian military coat. It's grey. It's very warm. Sexy. I have to say, I look aesthetically pleasing in I'm it. Sure you do. Uh, I surprisingly I decorate it well, and it's not it, surprising I, I can, at all. I can't stress you know how warm it is as well. So mm. it was a it was a, a cold winter's day earlier in the year, 
and I was in North London near the Pleasance Theatre, our own Pleasance Theatre in, in London. I got you. And he's unmistakable. He looks exactly the same. Yes, okay. And he looks like Ridley Adams. He, but yes, very much so. in my era, mm. yes, okay. And I clocked him quite a significant distance away. And he gave me a very weird look. Mainly, I feel, due to my coat. And uh, okay. he was on his way to the Pleasance Theatre. And I believe, I was a bit nosy. I went to see what was on at Pleasance Theatre. Yes. And I think he's using a pseudonym to really? write productions or to well, be involved he's not with starring production. in it. No. Oh, okay. No, 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 no. Behind the scenes. Yeah, see that's who is this guy? Justin Lee Collins. He's kind of a comedian, I guess. A, a comedian really. uh did he ever do stand up? That I, I don't, don't know. So. He fronted these programs that yeah. were like funny documentaries. Yes. Like he did one on the wrestling culture in Mexico. Yes. And I just thought he was so cuddly in that. And also uh, a series of programs in which he would try to reunite the casts of oh, 1980s yeah. uh, television programs like Dallas. Oh, right. So, okay. And then what did he do? He was, he was like just horrible to his girlfriend and he got prosecuted for it. Yes. And I remember where I was when I read it in the paper and my jaw dropped. I mean, just... Try to think of somebody that Marsha knows, Dookie, because you're good at that. That would be the like the equivalent if you found out that they were like a horrible, horrible person. Of uh, the French-American comedian Robert Saget. Oh, uh, what Bob Saget? Yes. Oh, would it be like finding out that he's like a wife beater? Yes. Ah, okay. Instantly, we are not saying that he is. No, 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 it, no, we're no. Just using somebody Family of guy, yeah. similar. I mean, the worst thing you can say about him is he's just mm. not funny. But you're not going to get sued for that, right? No. Allegedly, he's not funny. Does that make it better? He's out there as a stand-up comedian performing and keeping the spirit of Robert Saget alive. Okay, so what we're saying is this Justin, what's it? Justin Lee Collins. Is the, the British equivalent of Bob Saget. Yes. Okay. And there's an age difference between the two. But from the point of view of being very popular on mainstream television yes, and in different formats. Seems like an innocuous person. Yes. Like you you just, you know, what does he do? He goes home, he drinks some cocoa, he puts yeah. his feet up, yeah. he reads to his kids. You know, that's what you think. Oozing likability. Yes. Dare I say the slightly eccentric boy next door charm. Ah, okay. Yeah. So, and then that's hard because you kind of think that they disappear, but they still have to make a living, right? Yes. So, and they got to make a living, I guess, the only way they know, know how. I mean, unless you want to, you know, there will be people out there who go, well, you should just kill them or whatever. Y you know, that's not going to happen. I guess the worst that you could wish on them is that they go have to go work in a call center. Mm -hmm. In... Or an open plan office. Oh, well, indeed. In a business park. Ooh, ouch. Ooh, dookie. Near yeah, Be that's Bedford. rough. That, uh, that is rough. I suppose a lot of these people are independently wealthy and will have portfolios of property. Then it, perhaps they are yeah. thinking of ways to... I did think that. ...not suffer from capital erosion. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I guess it, it, the question of how they're going to support themselves doesn't factor into my curiosity because you think yeah of course they've got enough money to last the rest of their lives of course they do mm. so that doesn't interest me what interests me is how they fill their days mm. 
Like, because there's only so many meetings with lawyers or uh, real estate agents that you can have, right? Surely. And, you know, and then what do you, yeah, like, do you, you know, you have to have your food delivered. If you do go out, everybody's going to point at you and sneer. So, you know, it's just, you know, and some of them might have kids that need picking up from school. Like, how do they work that? You know, mm. it's just, it's just the machinations of it that interest me. It just makes me curious. The same way that people are curious about, you know, people on death row, their last meal. It's just like, you know, that makes it makes me curious. So, yeah, I wonder, like, what are they doing today? What are they doing like right now? That's what I wonder. Watching West Wing series. Yeah. Catching up on box sets. Catching up. I just caught up on a box set. Which one? That I am far behind on because it hasn't been on air in years. And all the actors that were in it playing teenagers are now all fully grown adults and, you know, working in a theater and stuff. The in-betweener. Oh, yes. Jesus, Dookie. I'm she... a big fan. Yeah. I was a very big fan at the I time. I bet you are. You know mm. why you're a big... So me and Sylv decided to watch this together. And we said, Dookie must love this because it's nothing but farts and butts. Yeah, highbrow humor. It's, it's diarrhea. And clunge. Clunge, pee... You're not that into clunge humor, though. You're more into your poop and pee, farty, belchy, spunky stuff. I mean, there's not that much clunge humor. It just references to clunge. Just the word clunge. So, if, if That if, program gave the if, world clunge. Uh, I mean, if nothing... I mean, I'm not saying that I loved it. I did love... I mean, it's a bit disgusting. We couldn't eat it when we were eating dinner. I mean, sorry, we couldn't watch it when we were eating dinner, could we? Mm. No, because it was... <laughs> I'd have no issue with it. I think as Americans, we just have, you know, slightly more sensitive stomachs to that kind of... And as women. You know, whereas you... I bet you... I bet you've watched that show when you're eating your dinner. Oh. Sorry, is there an issue with that? And, like, the thick one is, like, shitting everywhere. And Mm. you're, like, okay with that. Yes. You're, like, eating some kind of vegetarian stew. And you're okay with this guy spewing out his asshole. Correct. And that doesn't bother you. Not at all. Yeah, see? We were right. We were right about you. We know you. I mean, I can, with each series, there are three series. Yeah. I can remember where I was on the road when those were out. Ah. And how we made a point of recording them uh, and watching them appropriately. We decided. When we had time off. That you're Simon. Oh, without a doubt. I am Simon. Yes. Okay. So, yeah. Simon the character, not the the actor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yes. So you're the guy with his little hair twizzled up in the front. Yes. Yeah. That, that part's maybe not so similar, but yeah, there's yeah. A, the personality similarity. Because he's is, smart, is but he's easily led by dickheads. <laughs> what are but, you saying? And he's principled, yeah. but he's not judgmental with it. So uh, if you act like a dick, mm. he might say, "Don't do that," but he'll he also won't judge you for it. Mm. He'll just be like, "That's probably not a good idea to you know do that." But, you know, knock yourself out. I'm not going to think any less of you kind of thing. And perhaps overly dramatic in his reactions to things. Yeah. When it's a negative reaction. I have heard that you, as uh, the wonderfully talented Benny Wood put it, mm. you do like your Ramsey moments. I don't know if I like them, but they happen. They do happen. Only on the road, though. Yeah, yeah, on the road or at uh, at, at gigs. At gigs. Uh, yes. Only, only in your musical creative, world. <laughs> creative tension. Yes, only when it comes to creativity, because otherwise you get mildly irritated at worst. Uh, yes. And then you might have a bit of a drama-rama about Correct. it. Correct. But I've heard stories 
yes. about, you know, a bit of effing and blinding and slamming of the Volvo door. That has happened. Yes. I have thrown keys and at various band keys. members. I'm not proud of that. Incidentally, not to, deliberately to hurt. Somebody was, a band member was having a go at my driving. Uh, mm. Incidentally, I was in the right. He <laughs> Oh dear! I was okay. genuinely in the right. Yeah, hey, Sam, we're digging up all wounds here. Park up and throw the keys. You take over, which isn't great. I'm not proud of that, but yeah, those moments happened, and they were accompanied well, by colourful Anglo-Saxon language of the see, Gordon Ramsay variety. It's just you know we all have different facets. But yeah, it, it's it's interesting. Around the time that the In Betweeners was originally on, I was touring with outfits which usually involved a core band of three three to four and a, a merch person and the the way that the characters on the road echoed the traits of the wonderful characters from the in-betweeners it was uncanny was there as much like semen urine feces farting vomiting was there as much not as much semen but certainly all the other things oh jesus yes okay all right yeah. and so, the, yeah. the difference is those people were playing teenagers and it's interesting because me and Silv aren't the demographic because the demographic is people like you you know and like yeah you know like people of that age and you know who are really going to relate to it mm. and, you know to to women but you know it's pretty funny um, you it's just gross <laughs> <laughs> I love the idea of the the dog walker, the uh, the the curator of a certain theatre for a while here in the UK. Um, you know, being in his Hollywood home and thinking, right, I've seen all of the West Wing now. Fantastic show. I'm now going to watch the In Betweeners. Well, you know, they best be grateful for box sets. That's all I can say. Indeed. Box it's sets and home delivery. Netflix, that's what your life is going to be. Netflix and try to chill. Yes, I guess so. I mean, un unless you're, you know, trying to keep yourself out of prison. Anyway, Dookie. Well, indeed. Those are some cry lights. And I don't want to end on a negative note. Yes. You have a cry light, Sylvia. That I, I have several. I, I feel, well, one in particular. Yes. That I feel deserves an, an examination. Yes. And that is the question. Yes. Is it okay to cry on the quiet carriage of a train? Well, exactly. That's what I'm saying. Well, you know, when I say I have several, I only mean that it's been work-wise a very stressful year for me. So this has involved quite a few tears. Yeah, and I don't think Sylv was uh, too happy uh, for for some of our recordings. Yes. No, sadly not. This has been highlighted during the intro banter bits on a few Dookie Radio yeah. Show episodes. Sadly, it's, I've just been a little low-key mm. because I've worked for some difficult people this year. You have. A very difficult people. Mm. Uh, and it's all turned out okay. And, and fine. It's just that there have been a lot of tears involved. And I've also been on a lot of trains this year because I've been traveling a lot for work. And for some reason, yes, I always do book myself the quiet carriage. Mm. And I don't know why. Because it's the most stressful place in the universe. Because the minute you make a noise, people are going shit crazy. Like 
bat crap crazy. Mm. And there was a there's been a couple of times when I've got on the quiet coach either on the way home or the way to work, and got just for snuffling. Oh dear. Be, and and I'm trying to be as quiet as I can because firstly I don't want anybody to turn to me and go, "Are you okay?" Because I'm clearly not. But you're a stranger, and I don't want to make other people feel mm. awkward. Particularly not on the quiet carriage exactly and then you know what are you doing you're making a big deal mm. and and i just wanted to let me just you know and then it'll be fine so yes i got i got and dookie you want to know what else happened to me on the quiet carriage this wasn't a crying moment but i was eating some potato chips and crisps to our british yeah, listeners I can't say that word crisps mm. is that a good word for me i don't think it is so I think it's a very good word for you. <laughs> yes, maybe it is. So I and and I was eating the really crunchy ones. Mm. You know the kettle chips. Yes, there are other crunchy brands of potato chips. And I and because uh, I just got a mini bag because that's what I do sometimes on the train. And I'm so glad you included that in there. <laughs> I'm mindful this is a really difficult you want to make thing a to talk cry. about. I'm trying to take the piss in a loving way. I got tutted. Oh, dear. Whilst I was eating my potato chips. And you know what really was upsetting, particularly upsetting about that, was we hadn't even left the station yet. Oh, no, I didn't know that part. Yeah. <laughs> so, so officially the train journey had not uh, commenced yet. So I kind of thought there should be some rules. You know, like when you go to the movies and they're showing the trailers mm. and people talk through the trailers and stuff and you yeah. kind of think, well, that's fine. You know, like we have a social contract. And then the social contract is talk as much as you want now because and look at your phones and do whatever. Because when the movie starts, that's when we all shut up, right? So, and that's the contract. So, I, you know, I would have thought like, okay, we haven't left the station yet. So if you're in the quiet carriage and your phone is ringing or you're talking on the phone or you're making a load of noise or whatever, then it's kind of okay because the social contract says when we leave the station, mm. that's when you be quiet. Now, I'm quiet anyway because I, I tend to always have my phone on silent, and so my phone never rings on the quiet carriage. And, you know, I, I make sure that my computer is turned all the way down so I don't get that little introductory music when I turn it on. Um, if I'm reading a magazine, I turn the pages really quietly. You know, I'm like a model citizen mm. on quiet carriages. So it's just finishing my potato chips. And I got the lady in front of me, like where she kind of did that half turn round and glared at me through like the little gap in the seats My words. and went <sighs> like that's probably louder than the noise you well, were making exactly and i kind of looked like and i kind of looked in my bag and I, I nearly like tapped i wanted to tap her on the shoulder and say you know i've only got three left so if you can kind of like bear with me it's only a mini bag i'm not like going through a whole family bag of potato chips crisps it's, it's crisps Thank you. And I've, I, yeah, I'm with Sylvan. I can't say Chris. I just like hearing her say it. I'm not bothered. As long as I understand what you're talking about, it's all good. So I got tutted. Oh, dear. And then another time, Dookie, mm. the, the quiet carriages is horrible. Why the, do you keep booking? I know. Why do you like, keep booking seats on the I, neurotic I train? Like one time, n not very long ago, um, I hadn't reserved a seat on my way home. So I just jumped into any old carriage and got a seat and it was fine. And I was like, oh, and and somebody's phone rang and like my heart jumped because not that I care, but I know that other people do. So my heart 
kind of jumped like oh my god there's gonna be a fight you know somebody's gonna yell at them and I thought oh I'm not in the quiet carriage it's so much more peaceful everybody's talking everybody's on their phones everybody's listening to the music it's so much more peaceful than the suppressed rage it's time to party oh my word and then I forgot what I was gonna say oh one time just a few weeks ago I thought because I was in kind of a stressful state of mind and I couldn't read because I was so stretched out. So I thought I would download Solitaire, the Solitaire app on my phone. And I thought I'd just play some Solitaire because it'll calm me down. Oh, hang on. Um, I've got a phone call to answer here. Sorry, do you mind if I take it? No, you go right it, ahead. My phone's please. set on vibrate mode. So, because I'm quite considerate as well. Hello? Oh. Will do. Okay. Right, thanks. Cheers. Uh, Sylvia? Yes. That was the 1990s, calling <laughs> me. Apparently, uh, that whole decade would yeah, like its computer game ain't back. Ain't that the truth? Why don't you just play Snake like normal people? <laughs> My God. I take your point. I don't know how to play all those other little gamey wamies that people play. So I go to retro, solitaire that I once became so addicted to that I had to delete it from every device because I found that was all I was doing was playing solitaire. Anyway, so I thought I'll just download this app and my phone was on silent. But like the music that it played when it was downloading somehow bypassed the silentness of my phone <laughs> and went kind of low. I don't know. Can you think of what kind of jingle would it play when it's downloading an app? <laughs> For reasons I don't know, I imagine. Yes. Yes. Like that. And like, not only. So, so you had download music. Yes. I mean, it went nuts. Like so loud. Like wild animals would look at this and go, fuck me. That's loud. Right. And oh my word, the tutting. The tutting. Marcia and Dookie, the tutting. And that was just because you were playing Solitaire. Oh, I didn't even get to download it in the end. I, I had to like turn off my my phone really quick because oh. I was so embarrassed. And I thought I was going to be lynched. I mean, craziness. <sighs> I mean, it's crazy in the Neurotic quiet carriage. Neurotic people. Neurotic so people. The, yes, I suppose the philosophical question is, is it okay to cry in the quiet carriage? Because I was trying to do it as silently as I possibly could. I mean, I was pretty silent. It was just a couple of little, like, little, you know, having to snorfle up some phlegm. As you do. As you do. But, I don't know, that's an ethical conundrum there. Goodness. I mean, that's one that maybe there is no answer to it. I think it's one of those, if you're if you're upset enough to be crying, I don't know, I think you should get, like, a special dispensation. Here, here. Absolutely. I've seen more people get in fights in the quiet carriage. I, mm. I swear to God, this woman one time... I'm sad to say that she was American. She had a serious go at these two girls that were just having a normal voiced conversation. And the American woman said to them, I thought the quiet coach meant no noise whatsoever. Oh, dear. And they got in a fight. Uh, I had one person who sat there tearing paper the whole time, which is quite an annoying sound when it goes on for a long time. Apparently on the original... Star Wars trilogy, whenever you would hear the doors opening, it is actually the sound of paper being torn. Oh, really? Mm. Is it like... Yeah. <laughs> I mean, let's see if we can recreate it now. So it's like, you know, it's like, you know, where are you going to find Han Solo? Does this door open? That sounded shit. Yeah, that wasn't really convincing me. I think, you know, it needs to be a thinner paper. Maybe... Better. 
But yeah, be- better. I can kind of see it now. Yes. Or hear it. So there you go. If, okay, so somebody was tearing paper. Somebody was tearing up paper for like 20 minutes. And, Maybe they and, were a sound effects person for uh, The Last Jedi. Even I, like after 20 minutes, I was sitting there going, it's amazing how irritating that can become after 20 minutes. And the guy across from, the aisle from her leaned over and said, excuse me, do you have much more tearing to do? And I was thinking, oh my God, they're going to get in a fight over this. <laughs> I had a I had a woman get in a fight because somebody else was on her phone and they got into a proper like fuck you type fight. So it's supposed to be a quiet coach, but then the people oh, who are horrible. making little bits of noise yes. create so much of a disturbance that the people who are there and are quiet fascist decide to be extra loud, louder than the noises, which yes. are being the catalyst for them having the strong reaction in the first place. I tell you what, Duke, I, my last story about that, sorry. I was on the quiet coach from here to Norwich once and I was waiting because my friend was thinking about moving out of London and I was expecting to get a phone call from her to say whether she was moving or not and I really didn't want her to. I was really upset about it. And so without thinking, I left my phone on and it rang. Oh dear. And I got up to, and, and it, there was only me and this old man in the carriage. It was it. That was Mm. just the two of us. And I got up to keep talking to my friend to go out in the vestibule to take the call. So I think I answered the phone with, hey, what's the news? He came charging. I got up to go into the vestibule. He came charging at me like a bull. Oh, dear. And he said, excuse me, this is a quiet care. He shouted at me. And I was like, oh, God, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I am going out in the vestibule. But that wasn't good enough for him. He practically came after me with a burning torch. Oh, what a barnacle. God, it's like the new witch hunts out there. It is. Jesus. I don't know why anybody would sit in this carriage. Why would anybody sit there? Neurotic people who probably yeah, rejoice at being able to com- you know, complain to others. I guess, is it is it less populated? It's often less populated. So I guess there's, but not as likely. I mean, I guess it's more likely to be fewer people. Fewer people, but greater asshole to normal people ratio. I had to sit in the vestibule a couple of weeks ago when mm. I was going up north because the train was too overcrowded for. Very, oh, I've had that happen before. Uh, I had, had to, to do to... Jeremy Corbyn. Yeah. And I tell you what, that was more of a relief than it was to sit in the quiet carriage. I'd rather sit on the floor in the cold. And whatever dirt's on the floor and whatever, and have to keep getting out of people's way, then I would in the quiet carriage because it was more peaceful. And also, if you wanted to cry. And if I wanted to cry. You could have cried to your heart's discontent. I have to say that I'm kind of done crying now. Right. I'm kind of okay Are you feeling peaceful? Are you in a good place? I'm in a much better place, Dookie. With that in mind. Yes. Let's all get into the Dookie radio show car. The Volvo Estate. Ah, the Volvo. And let's... Let's go to Harwich and give it another chance. Bring on the Harwich. Well, that is indeed your Yuletide lot. While exploring the highlights of the Dukey Radio Show over the last year, an honourable mention needs to be given to the interview I had with Michael Webster over the summer. The chat we had is incredibly revealing about the ups and downs and trials and tribulations that he experienced in the music industry. He was generous in discussing the dark aspects 
and there are a lot of laughs along the way. If you haven't had a chance to listen to it, give it a gander. You've been listening to Highlights and Crylights. My name is Dukey and I've been your host. Until next time, may the worst of tomorrow be the best of yesterday. Now it's time for me to go and uh, <clears throat> pop my weasel. Thanks for listening. Half a pound of tuppenny rice, half a pound of treacle. That's the way the money goes. Pop goes the weasel. On Facebook page Facebook It's easy to find It will not take an age Facebook www.facebook.com Forward slash The Dukey Radio Show The Dukey Radio Show the thin white Dukey is right. Click your way to the Dukey Radio Show Facebook page. www.facebook.com forward slash the Dukey Radio Show. The Dukey Radio Show. The Dukey Radio Show. Dukey Radio Show.